Hey, do you teach yoga? Have you ever trained to lead yoga classes to be a yoga therapist? Have you ever owned a yoga studio? Maybe even just wondered what it was like for the women and men up there in front of the room on their mats, leading you through endless Surya Namaskars, down dogs, and pranayamas galore? Well, these are their stories and mine. I'm Rebecca Sebastian, a 20-year yoga teacher, 10-year yoga therapist, yoga studio owner, and co-founder of a yoga-focused nonprofit. I've done a lot in the yoga world over the last 20 years, pretty much everything except had a water cooler. You know, a place to share stories, talk about struggles, successes, and find other people who do the same thing that I do. Welcome to Working in Yoga, a podcast and substitute water cooler for yoga folks to connect and build community, to share our unique profession, our challenges, and our journeys with the world. Hey friends, welcome to Working in Yoga. This week I have Allie Paws on the podcast. Now she is a Canada-based yoga teacher who has led retreats all over the world during the last 20 years that she's been teaching yoga. Right now, she shifted a lot of her offerings online, and Allie and I have the best conversation about online teacher training and online yoga teaching. We talk about super important topics like the valuation of our services online, how we felt as we saw a lot of three and $400 teacher training programs launch during the pandemic, and We talk a little bit about what it is to have yoga as your profession. So check us out. So welcome everyone today. I am so excited to have my guest, Allie Paws, on the podcast today. We are going to talk all things yoga and yoga online, (laughs) and she's going to share her awesome story with us. So Allie, will you introduce yourself, please? Absolutely. Thanks, Rebecca, for having me. So my name's Allie and I've been teaching yoga, let's see, for about 16 years now. I started my yoga journey, I would say 18 years. It started basically, well, from injuries. So I've been an athlete my whole life, right? And competing and always a lot in pain because of the injuries. So Yoga, really, that was my my journey into yoga was to heal from a broken ankle from skateboarding. And I eventually started to teach, I would say about two years after uh, I started practicing and I got off of the Vans Warped Tour as a break dancer. <laughs> and I thought, I need to, I need to utilize this. I need to actually incorporate my passion into some kind of a career or you know, I, I was ready to teach other people and share this f- beautiful gift. So I started teaching in 2005. I got just basic Hatha classical, you know, style. And it, it stemmed from there. Just every two years, it seems like I jumped into another teacher training and got like more education around it and more practicing. And so I have about four under my belt. That's Hatha, Sattva, Ashtanga, mixed leveled in India. And I, I trained also with Nikki Doan in, in Hawaii with Maya yoga. So, you know, I have a, a quite a, <laughs> a whole mix up of yoga, but yeah, so I started teaching then and I really 
obviously fell in love with it the first day I actually even practiced yoga. And so I started from there doing yoga retreats and teacher trainings. So I've done about 10 teacher trainings in person from Costa Rica, Canada to Thailand, and then retreats from Costa Rica, Peru, and Canada. So that was a really big passion because I've always dreamt of teaching in another tropical place, you know? And so I finally, in 2015, I finally st- wrote my first yoga manual after I got back from India, after my mom passed away. So that the, I went through a whole grief period of seven people in my family dying within two years. So yoga tools were very beneficial at that point. <laughs> and so I just thought, yeah, I need to be able to really share this knowledge with people. And I know that other people are wanting to really deepen their practice in it. So I started doing, I had a couple of students come to me and say, can you, can you certify me? I, I really want to teach yoga. So I actually didn't even have anything together. I was approached by some students and I started the yoga home, which was my business in 2008, a little tiny studio in, in the living room of my house only eight people max, uh, very intimate, very like old school style. I anger, you know, back in the day when people are lined up at the door, well, not at my door, but their door. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was just really nice to have that small circle. Um, so the yoga home continued, but then I stopped teaching there and it became just this mobile virtual thing because I was a nomad. I traveled the world. And so I started then putting them online, my teachings online at 2018, thankfully ready for this whole craziness of the pandemic. And that helped me get into that space, the online space. And then I got my, you know, I'm a registered massage therapist. I do cranial sacral therapy, um, somato emotional release for trauma work. And yeah, that's, you know, all of that. Everything that I do is encompassing and <laughs> helping people and serving. So yeah, that's it. That's my bio in a, in a nutshell. So <laughs> it was a good bio because it's the first one I've heard where you were like, I was ready to be online before March 15th of 2020. Cause most of us were not, we were all, mm-hmm. I mean, I still, I still teach my first one of my first yoga classes like that I started 15 years ago that is at a library like a tiny library max out eight people like I still taught that class right yeah, yeah. Me too. <laughs> I mean I think a lot of us that started in the early 2000s that was like our life for a really long time is going to these tiny spots and teaching yoga classes before studio culture really took hold you know because now it's different but yeah. When you said that, I'm like, oh, I've been there. <laughs> but yeah, you were ready years. for the online shift. Yeah. yeah. I actually taught in this little kids, um, an elementary school library for years. And it was, it was amazing. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, yeah. 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 It's, I feel like all of us in a certain generation of yoga teachers, we all have those stories. Like, I mean, I once went out to this place in the country in the middle of Iowa and taught where they had like horse shows, like where they were selling horses and cattle. They would like move everything out. And then my students would come in and we would just roll out our mats and do yoga in the middle of the country. It was all these farm wives, you know, and farm women who would come in and do yoga. 
but that was what we were doing in yeah. you know, 2003, four or five. Yeah. Amazing. And then and now we're all online. Hit. Yeah. And then boom. <laughs> yeah. But you, you know, I was kind yeah. of ready to go there, even though I really, really um, love the connection and the human, you know, the physical adjustments. Like I really do miss that a lot. Um, however, it's, it, it allows us to be really have a global audience and people can actually do it at, in their own home which is convenient for a lot of people. And not to say I want to take away from the in-person because I, I can't wait yeah. to do retreats again. But, you know, I think both. Like you were saying on the last podcast um, with Allison, like the hybrid, you know, that that's what it's going to be like. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am in love with this idea of a hybrid. I actually don't run a 200, but I do run a 300. And I'm right now building a hybrid teacher training. And I say, you have a 200 hour teacher training. That's just online. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The it's similar (laughs) to, um, Brett Larkin. So, you know, like where you are fully interactive. So I've done three of them now and very amazing experiences. All of my students come through to the end. They all teach at the end and get their certificate. So it's hundred percent success rate because I go with them. I've been on online courses before and I haven't finished. Like I, you know, just little tiny mini ones. And I'm like, Oh, where did that go? This is like, you're with me every step of the way we show up on zoom. At least I can see you. I can verbally adjust you. And, you know, from teaching after 20 years, like we have, or 18, at least 16, whatever, we can now (laughs) articulate very clearly what that person, you know, suggests what they could be doing. So um, I've developed a a platform on a space on Namastream, which is very, it's really nice and it's very colorful and very easy user-friendly. So I have a whole bunch of material on there up uh, like pre-recorded videos but also all the lives that we do and all all the zoom calls that we do go on to there if people do miss the calls and i have a two a hundred page syllabus that that they get right so that's classical you know you everyone gets a syllabus when but with the online training it's 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 a really good safe space that that I feel as a leader, I've created this um, place for people to really connect with others, but also to share and really vulnerably open up. And I know it's hard to do that online, but it takes, I think, a specific leader to really hone in and, and create that container. And I think naturally I just fall into that, but also with practice from running teacher trainings for a while. So I, and, and I'm really particular about people, obviously they have to have fun, (laughs) not have to, but they get to have fun (laughs) and, and just relate to other yogis, but also be devoted. And, and really uh, it is a discipline practice. I'm, I'm very like a happy go lucky fun and free person, but I also take the practice seriously. And I, it is discipline for myself. So I also want to create that for, for them. So, you know, I do take it seriously and they see that. So they do show up and they know it's, I'm, I'm giving value. 
and yeah, so that's, that's kind of how the layout of that is and how I, how I run it. I'm not sure if that answered your question, but <laughs> yeah. It, well, it does. I think the more that we can talk about what it is to exist in that online space, the higher quality we can all come to the table with. Like a year and a half ago, we were all just, I mean, and, and you were ahead of the curve, right? But most of us, like myself, we were like, okay, I'm just going to come and I'm going to figure this out because I have no choice. But now we know online's not going away. And I don't really want it to because I think you said something really important it is convenient for people and it makes yoga more accessible for humans who don't feel comfortable in our studio spaces or don't have time for us in studio spaces. Like, I love that part of online. Like, yes, mm -hmm. let's reach more humans. Yeah. And they can't really, a lot of people can't travel. Right. And, and there are a lot of restrictions that are happening right now. And we don't know when that's going to really go away. So why not prep ourselves? And this is a question that I have that I want to bring up to the table, if that's OK, is something uh, around. Yes. How are we going to, as yoga teachers and trainers, prepare people to come into that time frame when yes, the studios start to open again. And when they do start to open again, like the question for me is around marketing and, and whether people are questioning is yoga teaching uh, a career for me right now, since I can't get into studios to teach. Well, that means we have to be more creative of how they're going to teach online and just give them the skills that they need. Like one 200 hour course is not your end. That's not when you finish. Like I have five different trainings under my belt. So it's, it's a lifelong journey. So let's start them out at least online to get them the skills. And then they transition into yeah. person, right? Yeah. You're my spirit animal now. And I'm going <laughs> to love you forever. Cause I so agree <laughs> with that. Like, like so much we do like, I love that we can get people started out online and how we show up online is so it's different. You're like, you're right. The marketing is different. Um, I have a studio manager at my studio and she and I joke sometimes that yoga studios in person have this, like, we don't care if you come or not too cool for school vibe. There's a, there's a lot of that that happens in real life. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love about online is how warm and welcoming people are. Like that's, I love mm -hmm. that. Like we should be like more like this all the time. Like get excited about what you do and get excited about the students that you are teaching. Like I, I love it for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I had some other thing that it was about around the time frame of when COVID came and, and marketing as teachers. And cause I believe in community and collaboration, which is very powerful, but also what was challenging for me when that time came, like it was good for me. I thrive, but at the same time I was challenged by the fact that people were putting out these $400 teacher training courses when then mine is like yes. say 2000 or whatever plus it's too expensive and it's like well but they don't know the value of being interactive and and actually getting feedback one on one with your instructor um and the accountability so then it brings us into a position where it's like well 
where do we stand here? And so that was my challenge was watching people put those really low, low numbers out and made it look like this is how the bar should be, you know? I don't know how, how you feel about that. Yes. No, I a thousand percent agree with you. And partially because I make my living at this job. And I know you do too. Like, like I don't have a side gig. I'm not a physical therapist. I'm not like on the engineering hustle on the side. And there's nothing wrong with those yoga teachers who are. But this is legit my job. Mm-hmm. And I show up for my job every day. And so that's why, you know, things that are super low cost or free everything, like, like this is how I feed my family. I was a single mom at one point feeding my son with the money I made teaching yoga. So yeah, yeah, don't come at me with some $400 teacher training. Like we need to eat (laughs) and what we do has value. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes I think those of us who have this job as our profession, right, like the thing we do, don't talk often about how different it is for us versus the folks who have other jobs on the side. No, most of my teachers at my studio have other jobs. And that's cool because we don't have a robust enough industry right now to really support a whole bunch of full-time folks. But it is a different game. It is a different gig. If you're driving, if you're living out of your car and driving to 15 different places during the week and you're eating your yogurt at 6.45 in the morning <laughs> after you've taught a like 5 a.m. to 6, 6.30 class, going, okay, yeah. I'm going to make my 8 o'clock class now and then maybe I'll go home and meditate and that means I'll fall asleep because I'm really right. tired. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, for, exactly. that's our lives for a lot of us. Yeah. And I just, I want people to really know the value of what we're doing. And this, I, I'm so beautiful. And I'm so grateful that you have this podcast and it can be highlighted with, with these topics because they need to be talked about. And, you know, a lot of, uh, it, it's just undermined. I, I think that a lot of people that aren't in the industry and that don't teach, think, well, why should I be paying for that? Or $20 a drop-in class is too much. Or it's like, if you compare it to other things, it's a preventative, right? A preventative. So you're not, you can prevent yourself from getting this dis-ease in the body that will later, maybe if you don't do it, will have all these other prescription meds on piled on top. That's a whole other topic. We could go on about that. (laughs) Yeah. You'll come back. We can talk about that another time. (laughs) Yeah, I used to. um, I do think that when I was first taught how to be a yoga teacher, I was taught to trade minutes for dollars. And that I think for a really long time was how we looked at the value of what we did. Instead, now, you know, you've had five trainings and I've trained to be a yoga therapist. We've done, I've done tons of trainings on top of it. Now I can look at, the value of how my students and clients feel after we're done together. And that's a whole different value set. Mm-hmm. And, and the more we can encourage you folks in the yoga world to make that shift away from trading like $60 per hour because it's $1 a minute <laughs> versus, mm-hmm. hey, how did your student feel? What 
is their life going to be better when they go home? Because we know it is like our job is beautiful and intimate and amazing. And we help people feel better. Mm-hmm. And that has, that's way more than 60 bucks for an hour. <laughs> yeah. You're selling transformation and experience. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So since you train 200 hour teachers, before we go, I want you to give us a self-care tip for our yoga community. Cause we are caregivers and we suck at self-care. So you told me you're an expert. Give me two or three if you want. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would love to. I mean, I have a whole list, but I'll give you two. <laughs> so yoga nidra <laughs> has been a big one for me. Yoga nidra, nidra, yoga sleeping. If those that are listening that don't know, um, really helps to bring that parasympathetic state and the stress levels down and get into the subconscious. And I, that's my reset. So if I go, if I feel like in the afternoon, I, I'm just feeling off or I need a nap. I'll just put on a yoga nidra audio and, and play it. So that's beautiful for me. And then also is, and I just did this this morning (laughs) is walking barefoot out on the grass. So, so earthing and grounding the hippies call it. (laughs) And it's getting that electrons, (laughs) you know, that, the, the nature's antioxidants, the, the magnetic field. So I do that and I go and I just went out in the field and just kind of danced around. I put my earbuds on and I just danced um, or just walking in nature really is a reset for me. So those are some, some big ones that I do every yeah. day. Ooh, I love both of those. Nidra is, I'm so with you. It is so much a part of my personal practice just to be able to, like you said, downregulate that nervous system is so critical for just being able to show up with joy all the other times. And oh gosh, don't we, we all love being in nature. If this is like a universal yoga thing, I think so many of us love nature. Me too. Yeah. So I'm going to have you tell everybody where to find you and your stuff before we go. So hit us up with everything. Yeah. Okay. So I first want to just mention a couple of the offerings that I have. And obviously we talked about the YTT. I'll just be brief about this. That's launching September 11th. And then I have the, uh, like a mentorship membership program, which is, which is for only teachers that really want to hone in their teaching skills that premium one is launching September. And it's like, especially if you just got out of 200 hour and you feel lost. Right. Um, and then this inner peace community, that's a container that I am creating. That's just a membership monthly membership. And it's weekly practices together, zoom calls, book clubs, workshops, that kind of thing. Um, just to create that, cultivate that inner peace. Um, and so people can find me through all platforms on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram as Ali Pause, A-L-Y-P-A-W-S. Same with Clubhouse. I'm quite active on Clubhouse. Every Thursday, we do a breathwork class at 12.30 Mountain Time. And then YouTube, The Yoga Home with Ali Pause, The Yoga Home with Ali Pause on YouTube. And my website is A-L-Y-P-A-W-S, AllyPaws.com. And so, yeah, pretty much Ally Paws all around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
and you should go find it, especially if you're a brand new yoga teacher. So I was taking a peek at her website before our podcast, and I love your mentorship program for yoga teachers. Like, what a good idea. So yeah. go do that. Like, alleypause.com. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on here Allie like this was really fun and I appreciate us chatting yeah I appreciate you Rebecca thank you for the work that you do thanks for everyone for listening thank you thank you so much Allie for coming on the podcast I really enjoyed our conversation and I found myself when I re-listened I was laughing at it and nodding my head it was really great to talk with somebody about all things online yoga And to have a guest that even came with questions of her own that we could discuss. Thank you so much. Make sure for all of you who are listening to check out Allie's offerings at AllyPause.com. You can find her on social media platforms at AllyPause, A-L-Y-P-A-W-S. And on YouTube with at the Yoga Home with AllyPause.